Say, it's a little bit stinky. Say, uh, what's that smell? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, uh, now I'm going to pull out my saxophone. <laughs> Bro, imagine, i just been like in, in the quiet. One day I'm going to do that. One day. I'm going to just silently practice saxophone and I'm going to buzz it. Okay. Um, I could rip if I learned. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Hey, we got two weeks left of this series uh, on Exodus. Um, and then uh, we're going to go into a really, really cool set of stories uh, after this. Uh, we're going to start with Joshua. Uh, anybody ever heard of the, uh, the Battle of Jericho? Anybody ever heard that? So we're going to start with Joshua, and then we're going to move into the book of Judges. I think they'll go well together. Um, and, uh, uh, but we're going to finish this one out strong. Uh, here's the cool thing is that um, each book that we're going to discuss or each kind of section of books uh, have a theme, right? And so when we talked about Genesis, Genesis was so uh, I- intriguing, and, right? It was so interesting. It was, there was a lot of uh, uh, science to it. There was beauty and creation, and there was um, all sorts of uh, imagery and all this kind of stuff, and it was just really an interesting story, right? And, it's, and it kind of showed the heart of God and, uh, and, and all of that. And so um, the other aspect of it, and listen, I'm not going to let you off the hook. You three boys back there, you got to stop acting like you can sit in the back row. Get up here, get up here, get up here, get up here. I don't know how many times I got to say it. Okay, uh, come and join the class. Uh, hey, uh, this row right here, everybody's in the middle row, everybody scoot over a couple seats, all right? Make some room. Uh, I'm going to embarrass y'all if you think you can sit in the back row at youth group. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, absolutely, yeah, right. As we're rearranging, we're gonna, I'm going to keep talking. But grab a seat, pay attention a little bit. Here we go. So Genesis, right, is this beautiful story of creation and, 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 and uh, kind of this sad story of, of, of how we react to God. We just keep digging ourselves in a hole, right? And then Exodus is this story of the character of God, right? If you're ever wondering what kind of God is God, God is a God who hates evil. God is a God who hates uh, slavery. God is a God who hates oppression. God is a God who loves good things, right? And so he fights for his children because they're crying out uh, amongst the deep uh, evil. And also God hates when other people think that they're God over him. Because for our own good, he's a jealous God. He says, I, I, I'm it. I'm God, right? And there's no point in you per- perceiving it any other way. Here's an example, right? I'm Vince's dad. And for Vince's own good, he shouldn't get confused about that. Does that make sense? The stranger who walks up to him at the park and says, like, hey, I've got puppies in my van. Also, I'm your dad. If Vince was like, that's my dad, right? That's not good for him. That's not good for him. Vince needs to know I'm his dad. Does that make sense? In the same way we go through life, if we're constantly contemplating who God is or if God's even real or if this is God or this is God and we're all this different stuff, that's why God is a jealous God and God says, no, you shall have no other gods before me. We'll get there tonight. We're talking about the Ten Commandments tonight, but I'm going to build it up a little bit. The story, we're going to finish finish the story tonight, and then next week we're going to talk about just God himself in an encapsulating message. Um, but it's, it's exciting. Exodus has been crazy. There's been uh, 
slavery. There's been this kid, this, this kid who was born uh, a Jew, but then put in a river, picked up by Pharaoh's daughter, lived in the, in the palace, exiled, and lived with the Midianites, right, who's a totally different group, comes back. And it was like Moses didn't belong on either side. And oftentimes, we as Christians will find ourselves there. You see all the craziness in the world, politics, arguments at school, family stuff, and everyone's always... Sometimes we find ourselves like, man, I just don't know, <laughs> don't know that I really fit in any of these worldly kingdoms. I fit somewhere else, right? And so, you know what Moses kind of paints this picture of, right? He was... Jew, but also Egyptian, but also kind of reminds me of a man named Jesus. He's fully God, fully man, used to bring freedom to all of us, right? So, before we get into this, we're going to have some fun. So, uh, the title of tonight's message is called, Thank God We Have Moses. Can everybody say that? Thank God... We have Moses. Okay? Say it again. Say it like like you're in an acting class and you're really trying to believe it. Ready, ready, go. Okay. (laughs) Y'all failed. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, thank thank God we have Moses. Right? Thank God we have Moses. When we all Lose our minds. Thank God we have Moses. Now listen, that's not going to be the final say of tonight's message, but it's going to get us there, okay? So I'm not, <laughs> I'm not putting Moses above everything else, but in this story, the Israelites really ought to say, we have Moses, okay? So we went through uh, uh, the Red Sea. We went through how God provides, right, uh, the, how God provides uh, water and bread and, uh, and, and meat, and God provides wise counsel, and God uh, provides uh, friends that will lift him up, right? And so um, now we are at this part where the Israelites are now settled at a place called Sinai. Everybody say Sinai. Sinai. It's a mountain, Mount Sinai. And this is a place where the Israelites will spend many, many years. They'll spend many years in the wilderness of Sinai, right? And it stinks in one way that they're just wandering the wilderness. But it's also cool in a way because on top of Sinai is where the presence of God is residing. And so there's this cool kind of communication that happens. I'm building up what, when we get to the Ten Commandments, okay? And so Moses then starts going, and I'm going to paraphrase some of this, right? Um, Moses is going up and down the mountain. God says, Moses, i got to talk to you. Moses goes, right? And then he goes, tell this to the people. Moses goes, all the way down. Hop, I have some. Can you imagine just like hiking up and down Saddleback Mountain? Because <laughs> God's like, hey, uh, I would have texted you, but this is really important. <laughs> You're like, all right. So Moses goes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. 
And, and a lot of the time, the, the Israelites, just like we've seen, they're just not understanding God, right? They're just, they, just don't, they just don't get it. God has made a way for them. He's freed them. He's part of the Red Sea, and still they just don't understand. Anybody a little bit stubborn like that or met anybody like that, right? You're like, how do you just not get it, right? Up and down, up and down, up and down. And God has a couple commands for them. You can read it. I'm not going to get into all this stuff, right? There's the main part I want to get to is eventually, after Moses goes up and down, up and down seven times, seven times, then God creates a scenario where he, he wants the Israelites close to the mountain. And he even at one point wanted them to go up the mountain, but they didn't listen, and, and it was a mess. And then God speaks. And so the Ten Commandments, we know, anybody ever known that they're on, like, tablets? Anybody ever seen that? But it actually happens through God's word first. God speaks it first. And then actually it's, like, ten chapters later they're on tablets. And then Moses gets mad and throws the tablets down, and they break, and then he has to get new ones. <laughs> uh, can I get a replacement screen on this phone? Uh, anyways, um, he had to get Apple Care for his tablets. Um, that was funny. Okay. Um, <laughs> So God speaks, right? And even when God speaks, it, it, the Bible says that the Israelites just, they don't understand. It's like thunder and lightning. And, and then they, they even tell Moses, hey, this whole like us and God thing is cool and all, but how about you talk to him? <laughs> and, then, and then we'll stay here and then you talk to us because he's scary. And Moses sa even says, no, 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 he's just testing you. Maybe that, that fear would live on so that you obey his commands. Right? The fear of God is healthy. Not a fear that like... But if you're like, you're really powerful. Does that make sense, everybody? So now we go into the Ten Commandments. Raise your hand if you've ever heard of the Ten Commandments. We're going to go through these. We're going to talk a little bit about what they are. And then we're going to say, thank God we have Moses. Can you imagine if the whole two million of them, or plus at this point, had to go up and down the mountain over and over and over again? Can you imagine getting your grandma up Saddleback Mountain? <laughs> she ain't gonna make it. <laughs> hey, gra hey, Grandma, it's been real. Hey, go, you ain't gonna get there. Um, but that's when the Israelites should have said, "Thank God we got Moses." Right? When it came to Egypt and leaving, thank God we have Moses. Right? When 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 they get backed up and God tells Moses to put his. Uh, Staff in the waters to part the, thank God we have Moses, right? Uh, when they're all grumbling and angry and, and Moses prays to God and he sends down food and water and all this kind of stuff, thank God we have Moses, right? Because uh, the Israelites are not it right now. They're not doing it right. But Moses is trying his very best. Amen? So, God sets up this, these ten rules. And these ten rules aren't the only ten rules. In fact, after these ten rules, there happens to be 613 of them total. 613 laws and rules. Okay? But here's the thing. The Ten Commandments are the foundation on which the other ones sit. Does that make sense, everybody? And so the Ten are the most important. If you follow the Ten, you'll probably be good with all the others. And all the other ones are a mixture of moral law, but also just law. Like, let me give you an example. They weren't allowed to eat pork. Wow. 
I love some baby back ribs. Come on now. Uh, but listen, back then, and even now, pigs are disgusting animals. They're disgusting. And if you don't, if you don't do it right, you'll get real, real sick. And God doesn't want his children to be sick all the time. Amen? So some of them are just practical like that. Some of them are like, hey, don't kill someone. <laughs> you know, come on, don't do that. Stuff like that where you're like, okay, cool. So here they are. Here's all ten. I'll read them and we'll talk a little bit about them. Number one, you shall have no other gods before me. And this is in Exodus chapter 20 if you want to go back and read them um, on your own, okay? God says you shall have no other gods before me. And this is cool. This is not, this is not God saying that you shall, I should be number one and then it's okay if you worship all the others behind me. That's not what he's saying. What he's saying is because we, we read in the text later on that he has them build this makeshift temple. In, in, in temples is where you would put things to worship. And so God is saying, don't put anything in front of me. <laughs> don't worship anything else. It's just me. Okay? God says, you shall have no other gods before me. Nowadays, it's not as common that we see, uh, especially us in everyday life, worshiping other gods. But we put things above God. We do. We put... Video games above God. We put ourselves above God. We put even our friends and family above God, which doesn't seem like terrible, but when it's above God, it is. Does that make sense, everybody? We put our preferences above God. We put our own self-proclaimed identity above the identity God gives us. Amen? Amen. We put all these things above God. So you shall know the gods before me. Number two, you shall not make for yourself an idol. And specifically, he says, not from the heavens or the sky, which there's multiple meanings to this, right? Things in the sky, birds, cool, whatever, the sun, the moon, and the stars. It's very common for people to worship the sun, moon, and stars, even today. Should I? No. <laughs> okay. 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 No, no, no. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Uh, it also just doesn't matter if you're a Libra or not. I don't care. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> Says you. Um, <laughs> I just made people mad, but it's true. So, okay. Uh, or things on earth. Right in, uh, I believe it's in, correct me if anybody knows this if I'm wrong, but I believe it's in uh, Hinduism that cows are sacred. Is that right? Okay. Listen, this is interesting. God doesn't want you to do that. Why? Because at the very beginning, remember in Genesis, God put us to have dominion over. So when we put the cow up here, we're reversing the creative order. We're telling God, oh, actually, you don't. And so not all sins, here's a good thing. When, when you're asking me, what is a sin, what is not a sin, and you disagree with me about sin, not all sins seem bad. But if it reverses the creative order, it's sinful. Because God created all things and spoke them forward, and when we reverse them, it's the opposite of good. It doesn't function. So not every sin is evil on paper. It just doesn't function. Does that make sense? Okay? Um, or the waters beneath. Number three, don't carry the Lord's name in vain. 
No, I, I changed it. You're like, I've never heard it said like that before. Typically it says, um, who knows what it says? Don't. Oh, don't say, don't misuse. Let's see what, let's see what it says here. Ready? <clears throat> you shall not take the name of the Lord your God in vain. Which is fine. But what we oftentimes think is like, uh, don't use God's name as a cuss word. Don't say, oh my God. <laughs> but listen, listen, listen. I would say don't do that. <laughs> like don't use God's name as a cuss word. But also that's not the main point of, of this. And this is why I, I, I changed here what it says. Because in Hebrew it's actually the word translates to carry. And so... T- Using it to say take makes sense. We're just going to ignore that my son's crying, but it's okay. Uh, but here's the thing. What it means is don't carry the name of God, right, with you. I'm walking around as an image bearer of Christ, right? I'm walking around as an image bearer. And, and, and what's the issue um, when, I, when I carry the name of God wrongly? The issue is that they did it, and I've told you this before, they did a study on the top 100 most influential people of all time, and Jesus was number three. And the article said Jesus would have been by far number one. But the Jesus we read about in Scripture looks nothing like his followers. That's what it means to carry the name of God in vain. And listen, there's some nuance to that. I don't really... I'm not, it's not really up to people who don't serve God or love Jesus to decide how Jesus should look in the world. But it's an important point. That if we take these rules, we take these laws and use them in hate, that's not Jesus. That's not Jesus. Jesus ate, sat, broke bread with sinners and loved on them. More often than he did with religious folks. So don't carry the Lord's name in vain. Are we good? Number four, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Six days God worked, the seventh day he rested. And in the book of Exodus is the first time that God introduces the Sabbath as a weekly practice for the people. Right? And Passover, the, uh, the, that kind of celebration is a two-time Sabbath. The Sabbath on the first day and the last day. It's kind of fun. Anyways. I'm nerding out. Sorry. Keep going. Number five, honor your father and mother. But what, here's where it gets hard. What if, my, what if my dad's a scumbag? Still got to honor. Still honor. What if, what if my mom doesn't treat me right? We still honor. And if our parents are in righteous of standing, obeying is part of honoring. But if our parents are asking us to do things that aren't godly, sometimes that's not part of it. I'm not telling you to disobey your parents. I'm not telling you to rebel or anything like that. I, but I am saying honor is a different thing. Honor is even when I see my parents do wrong, I honor them because of even the little or much they've done for me. Does that make sense? And some of us in this room have had the incredible blessing of having awesome parents. And we should have a high honor for those parents. And some of us have had a rough go, and our parents have been rough, and it's been, oh, man. But maybe you honoring them brings them to Christ. 
hey, I appreciate you, I love you, and maybe even sometimes I forgive you. I honor you. Thank you for being my dad. But I've never treated you right. I know, but thank you for being my dad. That's heavy. <laughs> but you know what the Bible says? It goes on. Honor your father and mother so that your days might be prolonged. What? God literally says you'll live longer if you honor your parents. Check mark. <laughs> I'm calling my mom right after this. Mom, I love you. <laughs> when, when I was in the hospital with uh, Danielle, uh, when she was giving birth to Vince, the whole thing, was, it was crazy. I was like, oh, my God, this is wild, right? And uh, I texted my mom. I was like, I'm sorry for ever saying anything bad about you. <laughs> like, I, I apologize for everything. I love you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Okay. Anyways, uh, but honor your father and your mother. Number six, you shall not murder. Pretty easy. Cool? All right. Uh, number seven, you shall not commit adultery. Right? We don't need to go into detail about that, but it's if it's it's uh, we're not gonna we're not gonna uh, have sex before marriage, and then when we are married, we're not gonna we're not going to have sex outside of the bounds of that. Okay? We don't need to have a sex talk tonight, but that's it. Cool? All right, moving on. <laughs> okay. So number eight, you shall not steal. I'll junior higher's hands raised. Okay. Uh, number eight, you shall not steal. Just don't do it. Don't steal. If it's not yours. Don't take it, all right? Number nine, you shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Don't lie. Don't lie. Well, here's when it's really hard. Well, this person is really bad, and they deserve to go down, and they're asking me to give a witness about all the evil they did, but I don't actually know if they did it or not. But I know that they're bad. Should I lie or should I not lie? No. Don't lie. Sometimes the commandments aren't about preserving that person. It's about preserving your heart. Right? If we make, if we make wiggle room, if we make excuses for lies in just those type of when, when would we just make an excuse to lie to our parents or to lie to our loved ones? You know what would absolutely wreck my marriage is if I made a habit of lying to Danielle. But it's for her own good. She doesn't need to know, right, everything. I'm not doing anything bad, but I told her the other night that I stayed out late because I was praying with a friend, and we actually got milkshakes. So, but I don't want to tell her that because she'll get mad in our relationship. No, just tell the truth. Makes sense, everybody. Okay? Number 10, you shall not covet your neighbor's house. Covet means, like, be, be jealous of. Like, I want that, right? You should not covet your neighbor's wife. Ayo. Or anything that belongs to your neighbor. Right? This set forth all the other 613 laws, right? That's a lot to remember. Can you remember 613 laws? Raise your hand if you think you could remember all 613. No. So we say... Let's go, yes, yes, yes. The Israelites are thinking to themselves, thank God we have Moses because I cannot remember what type of clothing we're supposed to wear. I can't remember how God wanted me to cut my hair. That, that stuff is in there. Uh, but there's these ten that are very important, right? Amen? 
And then there's, these, there's, there's this interesting moment where, and I've told you this before, the rules or the regulations of Christianity, the way we live our life is not to hold you back, but it's to enable you to live a life fulfilled. And I've used this example before, but I'm going to use it again. Noah, I got an idea for you. Are you ready? Okay, we're going to play a game. Can we, can we play a game? He wasn't here when I did this last time. <laughs> can we play a game? Okay, you go first. Go first. We're playing a game. Go first, please. I know, just go first. Just, just go first. So what happens when there's no rules to the game? You don't get to do anything. It's not a game. It's not fun. Can we look at our world today? A, a, a society that's trying to put no rules. Do whatever you want. Do whatever makes you. What if happiness is an idol we're sacrificing our souls to? What if, what, if, what if happiness is the thing that's, the, the idol of happiness is the thing that's getting in the way of us actually encountering God? What if it's the very thing that's getting in the way from us actually living a life fulfilled, and it's the very thing that's looking us in the face and saying, you go first. And just like Noah, you're going to walk through life, if there's no rules, you're going to walk through life and you're going to be like, I don't know what to do. And so if I kept asking Noah over and over and over again, do it, he would have just done something dumb. <laughs> We all would have. He would have been like, crack, right? You know? What's the name of the game? I don't know. So just do something. There's no rules. You see the kids with a broken home, they start acting up. Why? There's no rule. So it's not, and here's what also happens. If I gave you a game, Noah, that had 100 pages for the rules, would you play the game? No, it's too much. That's where, that's where legalism comes into play. And you, some of us have been there. We've been in that church. It's like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, right? And you're like, that's not even, that one's not even in the Bible. I know for a fact that one's not in. Like everybody, when the pastor walks in the room, please stand up and honor the man of God. That's not in the Bible. Sorry, I just have to say it. It's not there. And we're just like, I don't want to play that game. And you know why there's so many people running away from Christianity? It's because they're saying, I don't want to play that game. But then what they're running to is a game with no rules. And then it's like, wait, I'm confused, I'm lost. And so here's the thing, I want to encourage you guys. The life that God portrays for us, the, the life that God puts before us, is a good thing. It's a life that we live so that we can, we can be examples of the character of God amongst the earth. And in that life is a fulfilled life. And sometimes it means we lay down stuff that's so dear to us, so close to us, and you're like, Brett, I hate you every time you say that. Because I just... Ah! Anybody ever felt that way, please? All right, thank you. But here's the thing. is I don't, And I don't even know how to convince you but if it's God over everything else, it's fulfilled. It's good. It bears fruit. I'm walking with a friend through this right now. It's like I, I have to live life 
that's not normal like everybody else. But God's so close to me in it. It's like, what? It's every time we have a conversation, we're weeping. Like, oh, man. And sometimes I catch myself, man, I, I wish I was that close to God sometimes. What? So then the Israelites go, and, and Moses is going back after these laws are, are, are set in place, that have no idols, have no other gods, and then uh, Moses goes up for 40 days with God. So what do the Israelites do? That fool's never coming back. He's dead. So what shall we do? They say, Aaron, make us an idol so we can worship. He says, ladies, give me your hoops. It says it in the Bible. <clears throat> Just give me your earrings, give me your jewelry. And he melts them together and he creates a golden calf. Oh no. What did we just say? You're reversing it. So they worship this golden calf. And Moses comes down. What are you doing? We thought it was a good idea. This is what they did in Egypt. Oh man, sometimes we get so impatient with God that we go back to our old sinful life. But this is what I used to do. This is what used to work for me. Oh, but it doesn't work anymore. You can worship that golden calf all you want. It ain't going to do nothing. <laughs> it ain't going to do nothing. It just isn't. It's like Hollywood, Scientology. It's so weird, right? You could worship Tom. You could worship Tom Cruise all you want, I don't, but like <laughs> he ain't gonna do nothing besides be short and make pretty good movies. I can't because I mean, listen, Top Gun was phenomenal, but you're still short. Not that that matters. <clears throat> all you short people in the house, you just fun size. That's it. Okay, uh, <laughs> I'm getting pretty close to king size nowadays, so I gotta lay back. Okay. Sometimes it feels impossible to follow all these rules. Raise your hand. Guys, raise your hand if you've ever felt like it's impossible to follow, follow God's way. I'm raising my hand. It just feels impossible. I've had conversations this last week where it's like, I just can't do it on my own. I'm like, it's cool. Me neither. So can we do it together? Can we do it with God? Can we, can we do it in, in his strength, right? It just feels like we can't do it. And then the Israelites say, well, thank God we have Moses. He keeps telling us to shape up. Because guess what happens after this calf? God's like, that's it. I'm done. Remember Noah? Whoosh, happening again. <laughs> Moses, you're Noah this time. I'm going to kill them all, right? Because there's so much evil amongst them, we got to start over. And Moses is like, wait, 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 God, maybe not. Maybe. Pump the brakes, Lord. You love them. And God doesn't actually need a reminder. But Moses knows the character of God. Moses is like, no, you made a promise. You made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. God says, exactly. So now, you carry out the punishment. <laughs> so Moses does. He has to bring hard truth. And there's dads, and they rid the camp of evil. And we don't need to get into all that. But we move on. And even when it's hard, at the end of the day, the Israelites are thinking. <laughs> Thank God we have Moses. 
Listen, this is where this is where it gets good. And you're playing so great. Uh, this is where it gets good. I'm almost done right here. Um, the Bible actually says, the band's going going up. It's all good. Don't pay attention. Here we go. The Bible actually says that the Israelites were supposed to be a kingdom of priests. Everybody listen up, listen up, listen up. The Bible says they're supposed to be a kingdom of priests, right? They're supposed to be a what? ended up being a kingdom with priests. Do you see the difference? They were supposed to be a kingdom of priests, and they became a kingdom with priests. Why? Because they wouldn't listen. And they had to have certain people that were elevated. It wasn't supposed to be like that. It was, everybody, it was supposed to be a kingdom of priests. Maybe this youth group is supposed to be a youth group of, kid, a youth group of righteousness, of set-apartness. Not just a youth group with a couple who are. So here's my question. Everyone in that group was supposed to be like Moses. It wasn't supposed to be, thank God we have Moses. It was supposed to be, thank God we have each other. Thank God we're a kingdom of priests. So here's my question. There's places in your life that desperately need a Moses. Would you do it? Would you step on your school campus? Would you step into your home? Would you step in your friend group, in your job place? Would you step... And say, I'll be the light in the dark world. I'll be the Moses here that is willing to lead people out of their sin and out of their shame. And even myself, no, remember Moses wasn't perfect, not even close. He argued with God and got a lesser calling than he was supposed to. And think to yourself, who's been a Moses in your life? Someone who's put you back on track. Someone who's, who's, who's helped you. And maybe it's your parents. Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's a leader in the room. Maybe it's me. That'd be, that's cool and all. <laughs> but we think to ourselves, we're like the Israelites oftentimes. Thank God we have Moses. But I don't want to be like the Israelites who are constantly questioning God and am at it, God, and want to w- wish to go back to slavery. I don't want to be like that. I want to be... Like Moses, who believes God, where you go, I go. What you say, I'll say. And let's go together. Amen? And so, would you be that on your campus? And at the end of the day, it's not about Moses. Here's where it gets good. All of us are saying, as we look up at the cross, we're saying, thank God we have Jesus. Right? Thank God we have Jesus. Because at the end of the day, the Israelites, really what they should have said is, thank God we have Yahweh. Thank God we have God. Thank God we have the Lord. Amen? So everybody, would you stand up with me? I want this to be a youth group where you go to school and at San Juan Hills, Kids walk around and they're like, man, thank God we have Caleb. Right? I'm not going to be able to name everybody. It doesn't take too long. But maybe you go on campus in at Dana. And the kids are like, man, thank God we have Shelby. Because she's buck wild and crazy, but she loves Jesus. <laughs> right? And some of you, you're nervous maybe that I'm going to call you out. 
Because you're like, but, but um, so there's this crazy thing, Brad, because at school, <laughs> I don't really do that. At school, I don't really act or look or even pretend <laughs> like I love Jesus. So how could that be me? Maybe this is time for a change. Maybe this is it. Can I tell you a story real quick? And then we're, and then we're done. Um, when I was in sixth grade, I was student of the month, the first month, got straight A's. I was like a good kid. Seventh grade, I cussed like a sailor. Every other word. Just out of pocket, too. <laughs> like just, I was trying to get creative. All for, the, all for the reason of fitting in. Everybody ever felt like that. I'm just trying to fit in. And, uh, and, and my friends giggle at me when I say, what the heck? Okay. And so I, I'm just, I was cussing, 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 cussing. Eighth grade, I was like, man, I don't think that's who I am. I went back on campus. I stopped. And you know what the conversation was the entire year? Brett, how come you don't cuss anymore? And I'm not saying this to pat myself on the back, but I'm just saying this to say you could, you could, you could do it. And the answer that I had to say every time is, well, um, in truth, I love, I'm a Christian. I love Jesus a lot, and he just he wouldn't talk like that. So I'm not going to either. Dang, but what if people just question my authenticity because I've never been like this on campus? It's okay. Paul was killing Christians before he started writing books to them. Writing letters to them, right? So here's the thing. Close your eyes real quick. Bow your heads. I just want anyone in the room who's willing to be a Moses on their campus, a Moses in their home, a Moses at their workplace, to just raise your hand. And it's a bold hand raise. It's just saying that, hey, I'm willing to be that. I'm willing to heart abandon, follow God's word, and be who he wants me to be. Not be who my friends want me to be. Not be who uh, who the teachers want me to be. Not be who uh, society wants me to be. But I'm going to be a child of God on my campus. And I'm going to lead the way. And I see all the hands raised in this place. And and I love it. And I'm so proud of you. uh, Because some of you in this room are a lot younger than I was when I made that choice. And so everybody open your eyes back up. Hands go down real quick. (laughs) And everybody come up because we're going to worship. Come up to the front. We got two weeks to invite night, everybody. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Living your life in a way that reflects Jesus is not about the rules. It's not about the Ten Commandments. It's not about even the two in the New Testament, love God, love others. It's not about the commandments. What it's about is about the heart of God. It's about living a life that's fulfilled amen and I want all of you to live a crazy fulfilled life because I've experienced it I've experienced both and my life is good man and some people might look at me like oh yeah bro but you're not a millionaire by 30 that's fine it's okay it's cool I love my life so much because I have a God that loves me I've got a church family that loves me I've got an awesome wife and a kid I can't ask for anything else right and even if I had none of that and I had Jesus that's a good life it's a really good life it's better than everybody else. So let's worship with everything we have. I'm going to open this up in prayer, and then we're just going to take a moment to just, the only thing I want is Jesus. Amen? That's it. That's it. I just want to be just like him. And so, Lord, we worship you. We give you praise. God, would you be with us in these next couple of moments as we worship, God? As we worship hard abandoned. God, help us to stand out in the crowd. Help us to be set apart. The ones helping you and maybe even chase after the one. 
Help us to know who's the one in our lives. Who's that person that we need to invite to invite night in a couple weeks? God, help us to be a light on our campus. I know school is about to end, and so this message might be coming a little late, but we got a week and a half. Let's give it everything we got, Lord. And then summertime, it's just going to be a summer of life change. So, God, we lift you up. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen.